What's going on? You're tuned into another Six Visions exclusive interview. My name is Six Salim, and today my guest is an up-and-coming artist who I have been asked by a lot of people to interview. <laughs> He's finally here today. Henny's here. What's going on, bro? What's going on? I'm, uh, I'm doing good, bro. You know, I'm chilling. I'm having a good time. See you with the shades, the hat, the do-rag. Oh, yeah, bro. You have to look good. You know? It was my <laughs> first interview. I can't be out here playing with people, bro. How old are you? Uh, 19. You high? 19. A little bit. A little bit. Is that why you're covering up? Oh, yeah. You know, you can't have, <laughs> if people are watching, you know, I can't even focus on how high I look all the time, bro. I ain't good at hiding it, bro. <laughs> all right. For real. Let's get right into it, bro. I want to ask you, where the fuck is this album? All right. All right. So an album is a costly thing, you know, and there's no one, I promise you, there's no one who wants to make art more than me. <laughs> I love making art. It's the only thing that gets me out of the fucking stress of day-to-day -day life, but it's just the cost of it and the time of it. I'm not two chains. I'm working a nine to five still. I'm yeah. still trying to bang out my stuff. So an album is just not in my budget right now. But as yeah. soon as I get my capital up, I promise you it's the first thing on my plate. Look, bro, I keep it real with you. Yeah. I'm going to keep it real with you. You announced this shit back in January. Yeah. For March 19th. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's fucking September. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. You know what I'm saying? And see, the thing was, I had a whole album written, and I still have it written. It's still, mm -hmm. It was called Can't Die Yet. Right. Uh, 16 tracks long. I was doing updates every uh, week for every track written, mm -hmm. and I felt like I could have either rushed it and made it and got it out with the limited money I had and did 10 sessions with Steph next door and got it all banged out. But I mean, what's the point in making trash art when I could just release an EP, which right. I did, the Rather Be Lonely EP, which I feel like was really more summative of how I was feeling at that time and give myself more time for my album and just mature as an artist and let the art come to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Man, you being 19 years old, it's kind of interesting to me that you think that way about albums because I feel like nowadays a lot of the young cats, what they're doing is an album is just a collective of songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? When nah. you when you were piecing this together, were you did you have a concept in mind or was it just something you were just kind of piecing together for the best songs you made? Yeah, yeah. So if you look at if you look at my website, it's not out yet, but it I finished it today so it's getting released soon, probably in the next week. But if you look at my website, what I did there is I detailed a layout of every single track, my whole discography and the meanings behind everything. Everything I do has a meaning behind it, even if it's stupid, even if it's dumb. I'm really aware like that. So in terms of the album I look at an album as a as a conglomerate, and I had a really specific feeling I wanted to give to the album right. that I just didn't feel like I encapsulated right now. I didn't feel like I gave okay. out as much as I thought right now. Makes sense. Because mm -hmm. uh, over on your YouTube channel, you had a series called Distilled. Yeah. Right? And the episode one, you were talking about this album. You uh, well, previewed, uh, I think, three tracks, something like that. Yeah. Uh, you had one with Why Chew. Yeah. Bro. I don't, I don't remember the name of it. It was some crazy name. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? It's called uh, Nobunaga. That was and the one. He talks to me about this every <laughs> single time I see him. Because you and, hyped it, bro. Oh, dude. And the thing is, like, I'm glad I didn't do it then because I know you haven't heard. You might not. You might have heard, actually. I don't know if you've been here. Well, Chu's been here. And they definitely haven't heard. Maybe a few people from him. But the stuff Chu's been doing and even the stuff I did not to suit my own horn recently it's a lot better than what mm -hmm. we've been doing. And I'm feeling like the more time I let this marinate, the more of a banger it's going to be. I don't want to blow the horn too early because it's the concept, but we're actually thinking of getting it done in the next couple of months. He okay. keeps bugging me about couple it. I months. keep bugging him about it. Yeah. God damn, that's a long time. <laughs> oh, uh, he has, um, Chew, I don't know if he wants me to spoil this, but he's working on something big right now. He's working on okay. something big. Um, so he's kind of preoccupied with that, and I don't really like invading people's artistic space. No, yeah, right. Their Makes headspace. So, we'll yeah, because bro, when you when you said that, like, I I I fuck with Watchu. Yeah, I fuck with shit. And when I heard, well, the way you hyped that song up, bro, I'm like, yo, this song is better be fucking fire. You know? Oh yeah. Because you said your words were, 
when you mix fire with fire, you get more fire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Facts, yeah. So I, I was excited to hear it. And then I go on Spotify. The album's not even there. <laughs> oh, I got to talk to this kid about this. Where is it? Um, next thing you have on your Instagram, or not your Instagram, your YouTube was a uh, – um, just a few few songs here and there. It's not like yeah. a lot of releases, right? Mm-hmm. Then you also have a music vi- one. I think one music video on yeah. there. What you um, talking about? Yeah. What like what is the what is the vision for that? First of all, like what are you trying to post? Because I know you said you were gonna do like a weekly thing with Distilled. Yeah. But then you said you were also gonna do um like the sixty second review, which I'll touch on in a second. Yeah. Right. So t- talk to me about the YouTube channel for now. Like what are you so aiming for? What I'm really what I was really trying to do at I'd say what is this time frame? I'd say around January February mm-hmm. is. I really started looking at myself as an artist more as a business. And in terms of that, I realized there was a lot of bases that I needed to hit. And I was really pushing myself to try to hit every base at once. Mm-hmm. And I was for a point. I was hitting every base. But the thing was, everything to me at least was seeming, was starting to get um, bland. Right. And it was starting to seem like I wasn't putting as much passion into certain things, which I wasn't. Because I just, I was putting time into so many things at once. So now what I did at that point was I took time to focus on the EP got it out, made sure all the release was good, did that. And now, in the past months, if you listen to Alero, if you listen to EC Row, which is going to be coming out soon, the next mm-hmm. two weeks, all of these tracks are more raw because I've been focusing on myself as an artist. Right. And then I'd feel like I'd get back to my YouTube. All that stuff still, I was still 100% down to do for my YouTube. Yeah. It's just, especially right now, I just got done a point where I feel like, okay, I'm comfortable as a raw artist now without hundred things I need for myself so right. you know I feel like I can finally get to that kind of stuff makes sense yeah mm-hmm. it's just about budgeting your time type thing right? yeah yeah exactly yeah, makes sense now let's jump into that Instagram thing the 60 second knowledge yeah right that was another thing you were doing on mm-hmm. IG just a you know, quick 60 seconds like mm-hmm. what, what was the, like the I guess the motivation behind that because like, what would you want to jump up and be inspirational for um I've always been a person where I don't BS. I don't like to bullshit. I tell people cut and dry how it is. And that doesn't mean I'm negative. I could be very positive. It's just I will tell things how I see it and how it can be improved. Mm -hmm. And over the years, people have told me that, bro, you're different, man, like in terms of how you speak to people, how you get through to people. And I feel like a lot of that comes from my father because my dad was really like that with me. He was unk, bro. Yeah, bro. (laughs) Very, very patient, bro. Very sat down, got shit done with me. And so I'm like that with everybody. I'll never right. get too frustrated at someone. I really try to bring myself down if I do. Yeah. And with 60 Second Knowledge, I feel like I think about stuff a lot of people don't think about on a daily basis. I love philosophy. Nice. I love the really deepness behind art. I love um, basically all that kind of stuff. And people who don't have time to think about that and they're focused on their stress day-to-day lives, I get that. I do focus on all that bullshit. So the little steps behind things that they can't get, I like to just piece that in there where I can and help people. I'm going to sound like a real old head here, bro. You're very mature for your age. Thank you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> You're very Thank mature you. for your age. Um, no, nah, bro. And, like, like I, I enjoyed watching that. You know what I mean? Like, when you when you speak, like, in those videos, too, even mm. though it's a 60 seconds to the point, mm. it's very captivating. Yeah. Keep someone's attention from beginning to end. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it is, it's definitely a... A positive thing for yeah. sure. And speaking of your dad, bro, I want to give a huge shout out to him. I just oh, did yeah. too, but man, oh, yeah. I love that man. He's so dope. <laughs> bro, the energy that man carries with him is next level. Oh, you know bro. what I'm saying? Like bro. ever since your first session with mm. Avius, um, he's been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm. what? Like, does he? Did he have a big role in your in your music career and your music decision? My dad's had a big role in basically everything I've ever done in my life. My dad, for a large majority of my life, was my best friend. Yeah. Um, he really influenced me to live beyond my circumstance in a way where we my family not to brain on my parade because i had never definitely haven't struggled more than 
some people, but we never really had a lot. And my dad really made me feel grateful for what I had. Mm -hmm. And I never felt like I didn't have much or I was lower than anybody else. And so growing up, you start to realize how the world works. And he just kind of always gave me that greater perspective. And in terms of music, he didn't listen to me for a while, you know, because he's realistic. He's he's not someone to pipe up any dream. He's very business minded and realistic. And so I remember I bugged him for a while about going to the studio because I didn't have the money for it at the time. Yeah. And then and then he I'm bugging him, I'm bugging him, and he keeps saying, Okay, I like this track, work on it, work on it. And I took him Thoughty, my first ever song I did in the studio. After you have a I, song called Thoughty that you took to your with your dad? With my dad, bro. We're very open like that, like I told you. It's nah, not a, but it's, <laughs> the way I even see it, it's like, you know, you're trying to get your dad to convince, <laughs> convince him, like, yo, I want to do this, and you got a track called Thoughty. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I did, like, a lot of deeper things before that, like, yeah. a lot of deeper shit. And he, he is really, he knows a song, okay? He knows right. music. And so he will tell me if he likes the music or not. Mm. The meaning... And I'm going to speak on all my music in general. The meaning really doesn't mean shit if the song doesn't sound good. Your first and foremost thing when you're making a song is you're making music. And he will tell you if, A, the music's good first, then you'll get to the message and all that. So when it came to Thotty, it was the first song where I said, hey, this music's good. So I did it on my $12 factory direct mic. I brought it to him on SoundCloud. I said, Dad, pop this in. So he didn't even have to come to my room to listen to it. I would just say, go on SoundCloud on his computer. He went on SoundCloud, listened to Thotty, and he's like, all right, you know what? I like this a lot. We're going to go to the studio with this. And then I did it in there. And ever since, he's been 100% supportive of what I'm doing. Bro, he seems so involved. And that makes me happy to see, you know what I mean? Like Mm. seeing someone who uh, supports their kids' dreams to that extent, he's willing to like, you know, Bro, I don't mean this in a bad way. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, the fucking mom manager to your to your Kardashian. He is, bro. No, he is. And the thing is, and the thing is with him is he's really, he wouldn't toot my horn if I wasn't putting in the work that I needed yeah. to put in. And that's the thing I really want to hammer home to people is, is I don't, you don't need an echo chamber in your life. Mm-hmm. You need someone who's going to say, are you doing this to your fullest extent? Are you really chasing this? And if you are, I'll leave you alone. If not, then I'm going to have to be realistic with you and you're going to have to go get a real job. Yeah. And he's really seen me every day putting in the work I need to put in, doing everything. Like, I make my own covers. I do everything in terms of my music, pretty much. He sees that, and so he's, you know, he believes in it. Yeah. I like the fact that you said that you're real with people, too, and that you're honest with them. So Mm -hmm. I'll put you on the spot real quick. Go ahead. You don't have to name drop. I won't. But... Be honest. Yeah. People that you've worked with closely, yeah. have they held you back? I wouldn't say held me back per se. I'd say more of people like to say people hold them back. And this is a big thing. This is actually a big thing I want to touch on. So let me sit back for this. Take your time, um, bro. <laughs> people like to get on Twitter with this mentality. And they'll be like, oh, all these people are holding you back. Drop them. Mm. All these people are doing this. Drop them. And the thing is... What you come to realize if you just sit back and think about things without emotion and don't let your feelings govern your thoughts, you start to realize that nobody's trying to be the bad person. It's just there's a misunderstanding along the way from both sides. Mm -hmm. So in terms of people holding me back, it's just more of a misinterpretation of where they're coming from or they're misinterpreting where I'm coming from. And in terms of my friends, we're open like that and I've established that relationship with them. So there's never really those issues where people are holding me back. If I have to stay at home and work on some music, they will 100% support that. Mm-hmm. If I can't go to an important thing because of, stu- of a studio session, they'll support that because 
they are a part of my vision and I really make them a part of it. Right. You know? It's like building your team. Yeah, it's more it's building a family. Right. You know? A community. Now do you have that community within that community you have people that kind of uh fill I guess every department. You got you know, you got your media guy, you got your social media guy, whatever, whatever. Just so you don't feel like you're butting heads with a lot of too yeah. many uh, cooks in the kitchen type yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? And funny enough, you know, if you really l- let your life progress and don't fight it, you will naturally find those people. Like, all my friends naturally became... I'm going to shout some people out, but... Yeah, go for it. I bro. got uh, my boy Lucas Allard. He's good with art, and he's really good with business. And so, as he goes on in life, I'm really going to keep him close to that. My boy Jake Valencat and my boy Zach are both really good with photos, so I'm both going to keep them close with that. Um, and... Even Avius, we're not the closest friends in the world, but he's definitely a guy I've gotten to know, and he's a guy I'm going to definitely keep around me my whole life. I don't really care how right. it goes. You know, it's just those type of people you need to bring with you. And not only that, I got my boys Jackson, Brady. I got Evan Rock. I got Andy. I got Spencer Hughes. Spencer Hughes, really good business mind on that guy. But I know there's so many names I can't name, but if I didn't shut you out, I'm sorry. I got a <laughs> bunch of people, um, my siblings in general, my family. But it's like I said, it's like, I consider everyone family, mm-hmm. and because of that, I support them fully, and they support me fully, and I naturally feel like people fill the roles they need to fill, and everything just goes smoothly. I really don't fight the universe on things. Damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're either very fucked up, as in high right now, <laughs> or you really are a spiritual man, but no. A little bit do of both. You, do, you feel, do you believe heavily in the uh, whole, um, fuck's a call, when you ask the universe for shit? Uh, you don't ask the universe for anything, and this is and this is really important. This is what I really want to do. It's like that mindset, you know, the yeah. positive mindset type thing. And here's the thing: people ask the universe for too much, and that's mm-hmm. the thing: you don't ask the universe. You do, and the universe gives back. It's mm-hmm. it's it's Newton's third law. It's, you know, there's do you believe a, in destiny? Uh, n- to an extent, mm-hmm. I believe that you shape your own destiny. I believe that your actions, you are. Sp- in your gut, you know where your actions will take you. That's right. why they call it a hard pill to swallow. Mm. Because you've known it all this time, you really just didn't want to accept it. So you know <laughs> where your actions are going to lead you. Okay. It's it's your play on your gut decisions that affects where you go. Mm-hmm. And so if you know something was wrong, and then you did it anyway, and then you don't capitalize that you knew it was wrong, and you continue to do that wrong, you know that's going to lead you down the wrong path. You've always known it, and it will. Mm-hmm. But if you constantly do what your being is telling you to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean your mind or your feelings. You have to go beyond feelings. A dog can follow his feelings. Right. If you do what your consciousness and your being is telling you to do, you're not going to get led astray, man. I promise okay. you on that. Damn. That's human nature, dog. Like, yeah. That's deep, man. Like I said, bro, like for your age, someone speaking like with that mindset, I see nothing but a positive, bright future for you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You stick on that, uh, that path with that mindset, bro. Like you'll be set. Let's let's get back to um some of the stuff that you've been putting together. So you had a can't die yet playlist named after your album. Yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was kind of the inspirational songs that got you in the mindset for this yeah. album. Am I right? Yeah, correct. Um, tell me a little bit about the songs that, pe- that you know that were going into this uh playlist, and then how they kind of affected the the project. So really, it's how it affected the projects. Are these these are all songs that shaped me and i can say that because these are all songs i remember mm-hmm. um and my experiences i had to them the biggest one i'd say on that playlist that oh i think it's 25 30 songs on there right now mm-hmm. is um i was listening to it on the way here actually uh cross <laughs> that line by akon no okay. one really no one really knows what it is um but not really because actually kind of because what the song talks about in the chorus it says um so if I ever cross that line i guarantee you there'll be nothing to save you 
and with me, it's kind of like that because I'm not a street guy. And mm-hmm. I know the streets, but I'm not a street guy. I grew around around grew up around people who've known the streets their whole life. Okay. Um, I've had people around me who've been really heavily involved with street stuff. It was more of, like I said, my dad. Mm-hmm. I never felt like I wanted to betray what he th- all he was giving me to go and do some stuff that I know was wrong and I know was stupid. And I had people around me to show me it was stupid. And so eventually I learned and that song really encapsulates that even though I'm like that. Mm-hmm. there's a part of me where there's extreme drive. And if you try to interfere with that and get in the way of that, I'm not stopping. I got to keep going. I got people to provide for. Right. Well, cause I'm looking at some of these songs right now, bro. Mm-hmm. And there's some heavy songs on here. Dead and gone oh, uh, by T.I. Just Timberlake. Like toy soldiers by Eminem. Oh, love that song. Uh, bro, you got, then you got some hype up songs. You know what I'm saying? You got mm-hmm. Otis, uh, Jay-Z Kanye. You got welcome to Detroit, trick, trick and Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but yeah, this it's like kind of, I don't want to say all, it's not all over the place, but it's a very, um, I guess, more of a direct style that you're kind of going for. Mm-hmm. And I, I see the vision of the album just by looking at these songs. Yeah. And if they inspired your your project in any way, I feel like this project is going to be very heavy. Yeah. It, no, and Can't Die Yet, the whole meaning behind Can't Die Yet was I, for whatever reason, at the point, I felt like an imminent sense of danger for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt a lot of anxiety, per se. And I just thought that for some reason, something bad was going to happen. Either something bad was going to happen to me or someone close to me. And from that feeling, I kind of had to get over it because I knew it was delusional. I knew it wasn't real. It was just my head messing with me. And so to get over it, that album was kind of the summation of I can't die yet for these reasons. So it doesn't even matter. I got all this stuff to do before I do. So pretty heavy, I say. Yeah. Damn. So when can we expect a release now? Now... I mean, now I'm definitely more focused on my business and my financials. Yeah. So if I had to approximate a date, and I wouldn't say it would be close because I'm really trying to garner support first. You know, I really yeah. don't feel like a lot of people are listening right now, which mm-hmm. is fine. I get why. You know, it's oversaturated. There's a lot of things going on. And people aren't really trying to put all the effort into going through all that and trying to listen to new music when there's so much stuff going on. So... I just want to keep improving myself until right. I have enough people who are, you know, tuned in and listening, and then that's when I'll drop it. I don't like being gassing myself up and being bullshit. Good. Not a lot of people are listening right now, man. And good. I was sad to death me, but yeah. if I didn't think they would be, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. So good. No, good shit, bro. Good. I'm I'm happy that you're taking your time with this one. Mm. Um, let's jump right into the website now, too. You said you're building a website. It's gonna yes. be out soon. What's the website? So basically, the website is you have no idea who Zay Henny is. By the time you leave the website, if you take your time with it, you'll have no no qualms about who I am. You'll know who I am. you know what I'm after. And you'll know what the community I'm trying to build is, which is Rose City. That's the main thing. Rose City's my encapsulation of right. everything I do. That's like the dream. So is it going to be a host for like your music, your music videos? Everything. It's going to everything. be music videos on there. I actually just uploaded those today on the site. Um, exclusive music. EC Rose not coming out for two weeks, but it's already on the site. Um, meanings behind the songs, like the descriptions about the songs, what I put into each song. And each project, um, and news, and concert information, stuff like that. Basically, anything people can wonder about me. Mm. But not only that, I don't want it to be like every other artist website. You know, I feel like I gave it a certain aesthetic where it's kind of dope. So nice. Yeah. When when are you launching it? Um, I mean, for the fifteenth. All right, that's in a a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we'll have it out. Okay, last thing before we go, bro, because that was a fast twenty minutes. Mm. Um. Back to your distilled series. Yeah. Episode two. 
how to write a rap song. Yeah. Let's write one right now. I could freestyle right now. Let's do it step head. by step. So we'll talk about your process first and then let one off at the end. All right, all right. So basically, how you write a rap song is, first of all, you have to ask yourself, are you a rapper? If the answer is no, then you have to stop. Um, <laughs> there, that's where a lot of people go wrong. Um, I've, that's the first step. A lot of people told me I was good at rapping before I believed I was good at rapping, and so that's how I knew that's how my soul communicated. If you're a singer, sing. If you're, if you're um dance or dance if rap is really in your soul how you feel like getting it out and you're just not that good yet okay we can move to step two step two is you gotta let your soul bleed you gotta stop fighting yourself to be so good you're not good that's the whole point i don't even believe i'm good yet mm -hmm. and the best artists in the world don't think they're good so stop thinking you're good stop thinking you're hot you're not um that's step two number three is let your thoughts flow naturally with what's around you. Don't force your thoughts to flow. If you want to write a song about sadness and your girl leaving you, but you're not really that sad about your girl leaving you, it's going to be trash. Mm. So, for example, I'm in this room right now, and I'm writing an interview, and I'm speaking real loud so that I can be clear to you. I see the black on the wall, but it's like the black on my skin, but black lives matter. I'm going to do my best and going to win. I got to put on for my fam, but the room stay white, but I'm half that too, so I promise it's going to be a good night. <laughs> so just chill with my community, Rose City, nothing new to me, and all you haters out there watching me, I wish you niggas could stay blue with me or blowing me, but shit, <laughs> you niggas two weeks, so you can't be towing me. <laughs> and you can't fit in my river on my drip, bitch, so you can't be wrong with me. Okay. All right, there you go. There's your rap song. That works. But I like, I like how you said it's got to be, it's got to come from the heart in a way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I like the whole thing you said about if you're not over your girl for real, don't make a song about being over your girl. Yeah. Or something like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, like, along those lines, yeah. That's cool, bro, because, um, like, okay, so I, I've heard songs that kind of have to touch on every different topics and shit. There's yeah. one song I heard, which it's a Punjabi song. It's not even English, but. Yeah. It's a very famous song about heartbreak and mm -hmm. cheating. And I was watching an interview, and the guy's like, I've never been in this situation. He's like, but in order to get the song to uh, convey the emotion, yeah, I put myself in that situation. Yeah. You know, I sat in the studio for, I don't know how many hours he said, and mm -hmm. I just put myself in that mindset. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy how even if you've never experienced it, you can trick yourself into believing that you've experienced yeah it. and that's really like what i did with a song i did called hard knock you know i've never been through what my brother's been through but i've sat and thought about it for days and hours upon end and i could see why he's done what he's done mm -hmm. and to write that song i could really put myself in that position to yeah. get it out you know what i mean so yeah 100 percent. it's just sitting down and getting in that perspective to write whatever you want to write yeah now another thing you mentioned in that video was it's hard to tell a story in in rap yeah right when you're telling a story, what, what, like you've told stories in some of your songs yeah. too. What are you aiming for to tell? Like what? Like, how do you fit, like let's say, three years worth of something into sixteen bars? You you have to compartmentalize. You have to look at things not as each little bitty thing that happened, but as the important moments. Now, important moments don't mean. Um, say it was about a girl, you got together, you broke up. Say it's about a loved one, um, they lived, they died. It's more of the little things that were important to you mm. because that's how people communicate, you know? That's the things that matter. It's not about the big picture. It's about when you remember someone, those little moments that y'all shared together that you didn't appreciate. Do you think that makes that more unique to that person too, obviously? you know. I feel saying? like it. I feel like the more you generalize in a song, that's when it becomes more poppy. You know what I mean? That's the whole concept of pop. It's really general. It really relates to anybody. It's not trying to be too deep. Yeah. Um, but in terms, the more deeper you go, the more people are going to have to struggle to relate to it. But 
if they do, the connection is going to be richer. Yeah. So it's kind of like a gamble, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between making a fan versus making a diehard fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can fuck with your music and cool. Like, I'm a fan of your shit, but am I a fan of you? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I relate to you? And that's the biggest thing I want to get people, especially when they're watching me right now, that's the biggest thing I want to get through to people is... I I don't care about clout. I like don't care about being the coolest guy in the room. If you've ever talked to me, I walk in and I make sure I'm the weirdest one off the bat. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's because I just I am who I am, and what I aim to do with music is I want to connect, and that's main. I want to connect with people, and I wanna I wanna grow with people. I love people. I like community, and I love family, and as many people I can indoctrinate and bring to my family, so I can learn from them, and they can learn from me. That's just human, man. That's all I'm about. Damn. That's deep. <laughs> no, that's for real, though. That's that's real shit. I don't try to be, bro. This is literally, this is yeah, me. Yeah, no, but that's that's basis, why you know? I like having these conversations with you, bro. Like, even during your sessions, just sitting there and just talking to you, like, it's it's real shit. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, you're mature for your age. You drink Henny? You know what? Here's the funny thing. <laughs> now, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. One of the funniest bars I ever broke is, I'm broke, but I like to party. Uh, want to sip Henny? Got to sip Bacardi. Um, and the thing was, it's not even the same thing. My name, my name, is not because of the drink Henny. I'm crazy about Henny. If you listen to a song by Tupac, um, "Can't See Me," yeah, he makes the the correlation between money and weed, Alize and Hennessy, and having the name Alize, oh, that's shit. just always stuck with that's me. That's funny. And but on a bus. When I was rapping, I was freestyling when we just went off for the second. No, the first time. I w- was it the second? It might have been the second. Yeah, it was the second. Football sport? Uh, football, H&H. Hey, okay. Yeah, shout out Holy Names. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, when I was doing that, one of my boys, Corey, Lil Bory, actually. Hey, okay. Lil Bory, uh, he said, he said, Zay Hennessy, Zay Henny. And that's when, that's, now my name was Zay Hennessy, and that's when he said Zay Henny. Yeah. And when he said Zay Henny, it was like, oh, like, there it is. It's like, that was the piece of the puzzle. Damn. And then, Isn't that crazy stuff. how sometimes you, like, Something as small as a name, like it'll come yeah. to you without even realizing. Like, and that's from the where. biggest thing. That's why I love the universe. Like I told you, my name encapsulates that. Mm-hmm. It just the universe came to me with it, and I just stuck with it. You know, I don't yeah. argue with it. Hey man, that's crazy. But we gotta get rapping on this shit, bro. Like, all right, bro. That was a fast twenty six fucking minutes. I wish <laughs> we could sit here and talk all day. <laughs> so do I, bro. I gotta so get you I. back on here, bro. That shit was fun as fuck. Um, real quick before we do go, tell the people where they can find you, social medias, your website, all, all right, that good shit. Yeah, so you can hit up my Twitter, mainly my Instagram. I'm super active on Instagram. On Instagram, you can find my Snapchat. If you go on Instabio, you can find everything, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, whatever y'all have. I promise I am on there. Zay Henny. <laughs> I'm putting on for the Rose City real quick. A Rose City for me is any city that doesn't have an identity. It's not Windsor. Wow. Okay. It's, it's any city that really feels like no one's told them who they are. So with this Rose City mentality thing, it's just about showing people who you are and showing people the identity you give yourself and not the identity people give you. So I want y'all to take that home with you when you uh, turn us off. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome, bro. That's good shit. My name is Sick Salim. You can follow me on Instagram at Sick underscore Salim. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like this video. Comment. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. Yeah, you got to do all that. It's mandatory to say. (laughs) Yeah, you... um, before I say, I had to say this one thing, bro. I was sitting in the back of my head the whole time. I didn't know when to say it, but I'm going to say it now. Yeah. You pop off on the Six Buzz Instagram page. <laughs> Those comments are Buzz. fucking hilarious to me, bro. 
don't know. Like it's like sometimes I feel like you're just there just to troll, but sometimes I feel like you're there to drop knowledge, and then people reply to your shit, and then you just go off and off and off. <laughs> it depends, bro. It it's so funny to me. It is. I'm glad you see it, bro. That's yeah. why I do it, bro. I do it for people to watch. Oh, it dude, I, I follow six, but I've been following for a uh, while now. Yeah. And so when I seen. Uh, you know, you were commenting on some stuff. I'm like, oh, Zay Henny. I clicked it. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, some of them have like, 20 replies. And Yo, you're just going. if you want some entertaining stuff, man, I promise you, find any comment section I'm on. I'm either arguing with somebody or I'm roasting somebody. There's no in between, bro. So, nah. it's, it's good times. All right, Zay, bro. Thank you so much pleasure, for coming, man. Pleasure, 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 pleasure. All right, thanks again for watching. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.